0: I'm Dr. John Tam and welcome to the Career Change Advice Podcast. My definition of the good career is one that is aligned to who you are. Whether it's clocking an 80-hour work week or having a job that just passes time so you can go home and spend it with your loved ones, I believe that a good career works for you and not the other way around. I promise to support you with every single episode with sound career advice for positive change, whether it's minor tweaks or a full-on career switch. Let's begin. Welcome back to my channel, the best place for millennial professionals who feel stuck in their careers to find their dream careers. In my last video, I broke down the essential career exploration strategies when you're at a career crossroads. In this video, I'm going to give you the details on how to conduct a personal SWOT analysis for career planning, research, and exploration. This tool is super powerful and will help you figure out everything you need to learn about evaluating whether you should switch to another career or not, and what you need to do to position yourself accordingly. So make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell to receive regular updates on all things related to career change. Also, join my Facebook group called Career Change Advice, where you can chat with like-minded people who are interested in making their careers work for them and not the other way around. Hi, I'm Dr. John Tam with a PhD in sociology from Oxford, and I'm passionate about helping millennial professionals find their dream careers through gaining clarity and building soft skills. So without further ado, let's break down how you can conduct a personal SWOT analysis for career research and planning. Step number one, for your career transition, you need to set a target and identify the industry, the job, the function, the role, the geography, and be as specific as possible for what job target you want. It essentially serves as the avatar in which you're comparing yourself to and you can refer to my previous video on career exploration for details. So for example, if you set a target to be an entry-level UX designer for Apple, well, a similar company to Apple would be Google or Microsoft in terms of its size, in terms of its market cap, in terms of the technology. And so, you don't want to set a target like I'm gonna go for Apple only. You also need to consider, hey, if Apple doesn't take me, what are some other options available that basically has the same skill set? And that basically becomes your avatar. And once you set an avatar, you need to do a SWOT analysis. So what is SWOT? A SWOT matrix is a framework for analyzing your strengths and weaknesses, as well as the opportunities and threats that you face. This helps you focus on your strengths, it minimizes your weaknesses, and it helps you take the greatest possible advantage of opportunities available to you, and also helps prevent your career from being derailed from threats. As a general guideline, strengths and weaknesses can be perceived as internal factors, so factors inside of you. Although you do need to take into consideration the context and the peers, that are working with you, while opportunities and threats are largely external factors. Now let's go through each of these one at a time. Step number two is looking at strengths. Relative to the target job that you're aiming for, think about your strengths. Consider it in relation to the other people who will be in the same line of work as you. For example, if you are great at coding and UX design and the people around you are only good at code, then this strength of yours may be amplified to be even greater. What advantages do you have? that others do not have. You can look at this in terms of the skills, the training, the schooling or your contacts. Here are some questions to guide you along. What are you doing that's better than everyone else? What kind of personal assets can you access? What do other people and your boss in particular see as your strengths? What accomplishments are you most proud of? What qualities do you think others will not show? Are you part of a network in which no one else has access to? If so, What are your ties to these influential individuals? So if you want to do the SWOT exercise, just fill it in right now. Answer the questions that I just gave you and pause this video. But basically, fill in the S-box for yourself and see what your strengths are. While you're doing it, consider this from your own point of view and from the point of view of the people around you. Don't be humble or shy. Be as honest as you can be. This is the time for an honest assessment and a real look at yourself in the mirror. Knowing and using your strengths will make you happier and more productive at work. That's just the basic psychology of work. Doing what you're good at is one major factor of making you happy. Once you've listed out your strengths of what's required for a job, you can then add an additional layer called the USP, and a USP is the unique selling point. And these are things that are not essential to the job, but they kind of do set you apart. For example, if you're an ethnic minority, speaking multiple languages, having international experience, being a career changer, and having some soft skills that are good to have, but not, exactly necessary, all of these things can be considered USPs and if you're not sure of what soft skills and hard skills are, check out my video on soft skills and hard skills above. Now mind, you, you got to be very careful about using the USP, but USP is usually something you can pitch to future employers once you're qualified for the basic or preferred requirements for a job. But if you don't even meet the BR or PR, which is basic or preferred requirements, then your USP won't matter. Step number three, after mapping out your strengths, now it's time to map the weaknesses and You need to think of this in terms of what is relative to the target job that you're aiming for and think about your weaknesses or limitations. Once again, you need to consider it in relation to other people around you who will do the same work. For example, if you've got a background in full stack marketing but the job requires someone who specializes in SEO optimization then this is your weakness. And looking at your weaknesses, you may feel kind of down in the dumps and it's like, oh man, that's my weakness. Think about it this way. A weakness can also be framed as an area of growth and that's what you really want to recognize. If this is a weakness, it actually becomes an area of growth for you which can then become an opportunity. And so, weaknesses are important to map out and be super honest with yourself about. But at the same time, don't get too bummed out about it because you can close that weakness gap. What activities do you normally procrastinate because you don't feel good about completing them? What are the people around you going to say about your weaknesses? What are your weaknesses? Are you absolutely confident in your qualifications and skills? If not, where's your weak point? For example, are you always late, disorganized, do you have a short temper, or are you poor in managing stress? Which hard skills and soft skills are the basic and preferred requirements of your target job? To what extent do your personality traits meet the requirements? For example, if you are in sales, being an introvert may be a hurdle. And to find out, you can take a free personality test, which I'll include in the links above. So after taking that personality test, check out the soft skills personality development video, which I'll put in the cards above, where I talk about how you can use soft skills to address personality limitations. But in a nutshell, if you are highly agreeable you need to learn how to say no so you don't overwhelm yourself at work. And you can check out my video above on how to say no to your boss or colleagues in the cards above. Again, approach this from a personal internal viewpoint and from an external perspective. Do other people see flaws that you can't see? Will you have a hard time keeping up in the field based on your research? And you need to be rational. It is best to face some hard facts as soon as possible before you make the jump. So once again, this is not the time to lie to yourself and go for confirmation bias and everything. Look in the mirror and give yourself an honest assessment. What are some strengths and weaknesses that you have for your target job? Let me know in the comments below. And if you want to pause this video to map out your weaknesses, go ahead now. The fourth step is to map out opportunities. As the name implies, these are entry points for you to get your foot in the door. And there are also opportunities for you to excel. You need to recognize them and be able to tick off as many boxes as you can to break into that industry. Some helpful questions include what interesting trends are occurring such as new technology and markets, changes in government policy or regulation, changes in social patterns, population profiles, and lifestyle changes. These are all factors that you can take into consideration and they're mostly captured in sociology, especially in demographic studies. After you identify these trends, then you could ask yourself, can you build hard or soft skills in anticipation for it? And check out my video on soft skills trends, which I'll put in the cards above if you want to know more about soft skills and the importance of it in the future. Another question you can ask is, is the industry growing? If so, how can you position yourself for the future market? Do you have a network of strategic contacts to support you or do you have good advice? Is there any advantage that you have over others? If so, can you leverage them? Is there a need in the sector that nobody is filling? Is there something your customers or vendors complain about in your target role? If so, can you contribute to providing a solution? Some common opportunities open up in the following situations. So being part of a network such as an alumni group or taking coursework or attending conferences, these are all situations where opportunities can occur. The market is shifting all the time and the target company needs new talent to fill a void. Can you upskill in time for that? Your target company could be expanding quickly overseas, being acquired or in the process of a merger. Do you have specific skills like a second language that can help facilitate the process? Most importantly, look at your strengths and ask yourself if they open up any opportunities and look at your weaknesses and ask yourself whether you can open up opportunities by removing them. Once again, you've got to frame weaknesses as an area of growth and keep it positive. And if you want to assess your opportunities now, just pause the video and do it. The fifth and final step is to look at threats. And as the name implies, these are threats for you to get your foot in the door or could possibly knock you off and derail your career and you need to recognize them and be able to preempt them so that you can break into the industry. And sometimes you can flip a threat into your strength. So for example, if a threat is that grunt paralegal duties are going to be replaced by AI and automation. So recent research has shown that what takes a paralegal two weeks to sort out the different case files can only take an AI one hour to sort through. And so, are there opportunities at the intersections of being a developer and a paralegal that you can exploit? And some helpful questions include the following. What challenges is the target job facing? Who are the people that are competing for a job, and is globalization a threat? Is the nature of work constantly changing? Is evolving technology and AI automation or robotics going to threaten that position? and you should definitely check out my podcast episode with MIT researcher Dr. Alastair Johnson about the future of AI and automation I'll put that in the threads above. Will any of your weaknesses above lead to increased vulnerability to threats? Doing this review would also provide important details. It will point out what you need to do to preempt these problems or perhaps even flip them to be in your advantage. If you're looking to make a career transition because you feel stuck in your career and you're not sure what to do, check out my free training called Stop Feeling Stuck in Your Career, Find Your Dream Career, which I'll put in the links below. Also, remember to take my free quick and accurate career personality test, which is also in the links below. And make sure to join my Facebook group, Career Change Advice, to be in a community of people interested in making their careers work for them, rather than the other way around. In my next video, I'm going to discuss how to do deeper career exploration research by conducting informational interviews. So make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell for updates for when it comes out. Also, leave a comment below and let me know your thoughts. Don't forget to give this video a like and share it with your network if you found this to be valuable. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others who want their careers to work for them. Congrats for showing up and being your own career advocate today. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.